Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are presented by, by Progressive Insurance. What an ugly, ugly situation this is turning into with the Nets. It's getting worse by the day. Yeah. Just worse by the day. But they're making it worse, though. It, they are. <laughs> it worse. Well, let's welcome in Frank Isola. He of the Yes Network, Sirius XM, NBA Radio. Frank covering the Nets on a on a, a, a just a ridiculously consistent basis. That's what he does. That's Frank. Hello, Frank. How are you? Gentlemen, what's up? It's been a uh, crazy few days uh, around the Brooklyn Nets, that's for sure. All right, Frank, break it down like a fraction. The last 24 hours, what you've seen, or if you want, the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think in the in the case of one player, Kyrie Irving, it's always something. It, there's, there's never just a smooth moment. And then with Kevin Durant, you know, everything seemed like it was going along great. And back last year, they were in first place, and he hurt his knee. They get swept. The Warriors win the championship, and then I think that impacted him. Then he has to be traded. Then the report comes out that he wants to coach uh, – you know, either the coach and the GM go or I go, and then the coach gets fired. Then he says he's shocked that the coach got fired. Excuse me? How would you be – How of all people, why would you be the one shocked? You're the star of the team. The story came out that you wanted him gone. They didn't fire him at the time, but he's gone now. I, I would think you probably have a lot of emotions. I'm not sure you should say shocked, unless he's shocked that they listened to him yet again. And that's the thing, Frank, when it comes to the change at head coach, because I, I have it, I find it hard to believe that the Ime Adoka development happened in just the last 48 hours. So in looking at the entire situation, do the Nets look at Ime as the guy that's going to be able to rein Kyrie and KD in and get this team back on track? Or is this a move for the Nets long term? Yeah, I could tell that you guys have been doing this for a while because – I agree with you 100%. There's no way that this just happens. Hey, let's fire Steve Nash. Let's call up the Boston Celtics and see if we can get Ime Adoka. Hey, <laughs> who's to say that when the Celtics suspended Ime Adoka that the wheels weren't in motion? There'd be no way of knowing that. But, I mean, our guy Stephen A. had kind of hinted at it, what was that, two or three weeks ago that brought it up. I don't think he was just pulling that out of thin air. And I think with Ime Adoka, you know, I think a lot of people looking at the Nets and say, all right, let's you know break the whole thing down try to rebuild, which is kind of hard, even because Houston has a lot of their first-round picks, I would think that getting Ime Yudoka is a bit like a Hail Mary. You want to um, – they're, they're trying to salvage this somehow. It's still very early in the season. If you want to take the optimistic view of that, you know, Seth Curry's coming back from surgery, and, you know, he'll eventually be okay. Joe Harris, you're a little concerned about because it seems like it's taken him longer. And then Ben Simmons, of course, is a huge question mark because he hasn't played well. And I guess now it's two straight games that he's missed with a knee injury, but I think they're hoping that Ime Yudoka, you know, was, you know, Kevin Durant, you know, apparently wanted a different coach. He's got it now. Not that he, he didn't, Steve Nash didn't have his attention, but it kind of, that excuse now was off the board. All right, here's a new coach. Let's go out there and let's get something done. Frank Isola, Yes Network, Sirius XM, NBA Radio. Radio, of course, you know him from around the horn as well. Uh, Frank, at this point with Kyrie, is it just time for the Nets to move on? You know, it's a tough one because I, I think uh, they're obviously thinking that. And, you know, but he, at the, he's still an asset. So is there could they potentially trade him maybe for somebody to just cut him? I, it's a lot easier said than done. I think a lot of people believe they should just do that because he's clearly not going to be back with the team uh, next year. He did have an option over the summer to try to get a deal done with somebody else, and he could have opted out of his contract. 
But really the only team that wanted him was the Lakers, and they didn't want him at the number that he had, nor were the uh, Nets about to uh, make a trade with the Lakers. Maybe that would change. But it's been a mess with Kyrie. The sad thing, too, is, you know, Kyrie had actually played really well since the start of the season. I mean, it's only uh, the first seven games he played well. He did not play well last night. So mm-hmm. something was going on. Maybe maybe all the pressure and the stress that is self-inflicted, by the way, yeah. maybe that's getting to him. But he actually had played and was performing pretty well and seemed to be all the way in. You guys know he was trying to, like, uh, butter up the media. He was trying to break bread with Nick Friedel, and it all seemed to become crashing down over the weekend. But, that again, it's always been that with Kyrie. There could never be smooth sailing. He didn't want to go to the bubble. The following year, he ghosted the team for two weeks. Last year, it was the vaccination status, and now this most uh, recent thing with the social media post that he had. See, Frank, let's talk about this for a second, though. This is what I'm concerned, or not concerned about, but what I'm reading into this. This kind of thing with Kyrie and what he said and what he kind of doubled down on, this tends to spiral. And I I feel like this is not over yet, and it's going to continue to spiral to the point where they're going to have their hand forced here a little bit. And, And, Frank, I think we both know that point is usually when the money starts getting affected. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right about that. I think there's a lot of people surprised that the NBA just released a statement, and in the statement, Kyrie's name was not mentioned. I think a lot of people surprised that Adam Silver hasn't done anything. You know, Kyrie Irving uh, con- continues to play since this happened. I think the Nets, well, I can tell you that the Nets organization, they're encouraged by the fact that he took that post down. I think there's a lot of people that wish he would apologize for it because there are a lot of things uh, in that documentary that are awful, but uh, Kyrie hasn't uh, brought himself to do that yet. Who's to say that he's going to, and the thing's been a, it's been a complete mess. I agree. I don't think the story's going anywhere. It's interesting too, for a guy like Kyrie, and I've said this before, you know, he lives in West Orange, New Jersey, which is a very diverse town. It's got a big Jewish community and of all boroughs to play. And he plays in Brooklyn, you know, Brooklyn, New York, which, you mm-hmm. know, one of the most diverse cities Certainly in the country and, and in the world, you can't go five feet without bumping into a church, a synagogue, a temple, or a mosque. So, you know, all types of uh, religious uh, backgrounds there. And there's a huge Jewish community there as well. And I, th- I think people really, you know, when Kyrie said it didn't hurt anybody, I don't, I don't think he really understands that. I think a lot of people were hurt by um, knowing what's in that, uh, that uh, documentary, especially the part, you know, questioning whether or not six million Jews died in the Holocaust. That's going to impact a lot of people. Talking with Frank Isola from the Yes Network and Sirius XM NBA Radio. And Frank, I wanted to ask you this question about KD and Kyrie's relationship because it's always been presented to us that these two are a package deal, even going back several years when they decided to sign with the Nets in free agency. It feels like KD has had unwavering support toward Kyrie Irving. Where are we at with that type of support now, that relationship? And if, and I hate dealing with hypotheticals, but if the Brooklyn Nets move on from Kyrie, is that a fait accompli in terms of Kevin Durant's future with the team? You know what? I, I always felt he had a much better relationship with James Harden than the story had come out over the summer that he was maybe hoping to go to Philadelphia with James Harden. But I think I, I think it kind of depends on the day and the hour with Kevin Durant. I think he's a really uh, hard guy to read. And I, I, I think they would have been wise maybe even uh, two years ago to try to do something. But I, what they wanted was Kevin Durant to sign that contract extension. There's a lot of thing that, things that Kevin Durant does – which I don't understand. It's a little similar to when, you know, a lot of the players when they came to New York uh, to play with the Knicks and Stephon Marbury was on the team, and I covered those teams, I think a lot of guys think, well, the guy from New York gets it. Like, he'll be able to get this market, and he'll help me along the way. 
I don't think it really works like that. I mean, Patrick Ewing was from Jamaica and played high school basketball in Boston. Like, he was pretty good in New York in terms of, like, knowing how to deal with the media. Jason Kidd is from Oakland, California. He was pretty good. I'm talking about superstar players that kind of get it and know what's expected of them. Kyrie Irving, you know, he's got revenues when it comes to a lot of stuff. He seems to want to always go at it with the media. So in terms of picking a partner, you know, you left Russell Westbrook, who you had success with in Oklahoma City. You were up 3-1 on the 73-win Golden State Warriors. You won an MVP when you were in Oklahoma City, but you wanted to leave, which is as right as a free agent. You went to play with Steph Curry, for crying out loud, who took a back seat, and you guys won two championships together. And then you traded that in. Again, it's your right to leave as a free agent, and you wanted to hook up with uh, Kerry Irving, and thus far, what has it resulted in? Now, they played really well a couple of years ago. They beat Boston in the first round, and they smoked the eventual champions in games one and two. Harden got hurt. Kyrie eventually got hurt. So I think that was probably their opportunity right there. I think at that point, I think they were the best team in the NBA, but guys got hurt. But here we are, three years into it, we're actually year four now, and they've won one playoff series. Frank, awesome stuff as usual. Appreciate the insight, bud. Thanks. Boys, keep up the good work. Frank Isola, of course, of the Yes Network of Around the Horn and of Sirius XM NBA Radio. He is around the Nets each and every day, and he just told you exactly what's going on. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Could it be? Could it be possible? Could it finally? Could our long national nightmare finally be over? Maybe. 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 The Washington Commanders may be being put up for sale soon. We'll see. Dan Snyder and his wife Tanya announced today that they have uh, signed on with Bank of America Securities to explore possible transactions. Now, that could mean selling part of the team to infuse some cash, or it might be 
selling the entire team altogether. So for more insight on this, we welcome in senior NFL writer for Anscape and, of course, author of the great book, The Rise of the Black Quarterback, What It Means for America. We've talked to him about that. If you haven't read the book yet, by all means, uh, great book. And with Christmas coming up, not a bad uh, little pickup there for Under the Tree. He is Jason Reed, who joins us right now. Jason, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We appreciate the time. Let's just get right into it. Give me your immediate reaction when you heard today the possibility of something maybe moving in the direction of the commanders being sold. Yeah, guys, I actually wasn't surprised by this at all. Um, about a month ago, um, when the when the NFL meetings uh, were going on, I was uh, talking to someone who is a league executive, and uh, he floated this idea to me. Not as something that was imminent, but he did say he would not be surprised by this. And, you know, the point he made to me is, like, the, 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 the positions have been made clear within the game um, internally with New York, um, with the feelings about how people – and with New York, I mean the commissioner's office – with how they feel about the situation in Washington. I mean, it's not as if the Snyders don't know, you know, what – the people within the league think about them in terms of where this thing stands with the organization, the things that have occurred, the things that moving forward, people would like to see occur. I mean, fellas, to get a stadium built, I, I don't see how that happens as long as this ownership group, which is now just the Snyder's so they bought everybody else out remains in place. And, and, and I mean, that is getting a new stadium is paramount because when you look at the, the continued, ability to generate revenue, uh, this franchise is at a considerable uh, competitive disadvantage in that division. And so they have to get a stadium built. Um, Daniel Snyder is so toxic. I think that's going to be, well, not I think, I know for a fact, mm. um, that's going to be extre extremely difficult to do. And, you know, the whole thing about bringing Bank of America to, excuse me, bringing in Bank of America to explore potential sale options, I do not believe, based on what I have been told by people within the NFL for the last three years, I do not believe that anyone would partner with this man. Mm. I believe that if, if you're exploring this, if you're going down this road, it's got to be, you know, for the whole kitchen sink, so to speak. It's got to be for everything because I, I don't see anybody wanting to partner with him because if you partner with him, you're not enhancing the brand. So, um, I do believe that, that the exploration will be for an outright sale of the team. Now, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure that the, the team would go for the the largest purchase price ever. I, I don't have any doubts about that. But I can't speak to whether or not he would accept that price. Jason, a couple of weeks ago, Jim Ursay said the quiet thing loud in terms of there being enough information for them to look into whether or not Dan Snyder should still own the team. Now, we do know that there are several ongoing investigations. We have the congressional investigation with workplace misconduct under Dan Snyder's tenure. We have the Mary Jo White investigation that the NFL is undergoing, the second NFL investigation regarding direct sexual misconduct allegations by Daniel Snyder. And then we have the attorneys general from the District of Columbia and Virginia investigating financial impropriety with the team. What level of influence do those investigations have on today's development? Well, first and foremost, Daniel Snyder has a fiduciary responsibility to his partners to make money 
and to make them look good. Right now, on the latter part of it, he's not helping them. I mean, I mean, this this team is engulfed. This organization is engulfed by investigations. Okay, I mean, I, I mean, they're surrounded by people looking in and probing into everything that's go, that has gone on there, and you know what what may go on go on in the future if this owner remains in place. So, you know, when you talk about the level of toxicity in terms of how his partners must feel about them. I mean, you mentioned him, my man. I mean, you know, first they said the quiet part out loud. And, and I'm going to say this. The quiet part ain't so quiet anymore. I mean, yes, Ursay mm. vocalized it. But the reality of the situation is Ursay really did not say anything that a lot of other people in his position don't feel the same thing. And when these people get together, you know, when, when, when they go down to the breakers for, the, you know, for the meeting in Florida and, and, and you know, it, and it, it's, it's that beautiful hotel and, and, you know, the shrimp is flowing at, and, and, and the liquor is flowing at, at, at the lavish parties that are thrown. Like, believe me, these things are talked about. They don't like this. And by they, I mean, Daniel Snyder's partners and his partners are the other owners. They do not like this. And it gets to a point of critical mass where it's just simply too much. Jason Reed joining us, senior NFL writer for Anscape. It's funny, you said they're engulfed by investigations right now. Like, I have a, a picture in my mind that at the complex, it's like employees enter to the left, investigators enter to the right. Like, there is their own separate entrance. That's how many investigations they've been involved in. Jason, do you believe at this point, um, considering a couple of weeks ago that we heard he would go down kicking and screaming, that something has changed there. Do you believe that we're going to see this franchise sold? Okay, well, well, th- there's a few questions in there, okay? I mean, in, in terms of whether something has changed, I do believe that that meeting in New York, I, I, I do believe, and I, I don't have any, this is just a gut feeling on this because I don't have any reporting to back this up, but I have a gut feeling that with what, what, what Ursay said and at that meeting, I would not be surprised if, if the, 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 the tenor and the tone was conveyed to him in a way that, like, you know, this just is no longer tenable. Now, again, I don't have any reporting to back that up, but I, I, I would not be surprised if something like that happened. You know, Roger Goodell, for what everybody thinks of Roger Goodell and, and what he does or he does not do well, one thing he has done well is made NFL owners money. And Roger Goodell sees points where things need to change. Like, do not think that Jason Wright, for one minute, became the first black team president in NFL history a month before the centennial if Roger Goodell did not bless that move happen. Do not think for a second that Roger Goodell is not looking at all these things that are swirling around this team and has not been looking at it for several years, thinking, okay, what is the end game here? So, as far as did something changed, I, I, in my gut, I feel something did at that meeting in New York. Now, do I think this team will be sold? If, if, if I just look at this logically, based upon the road that I have told you I've been walking on with what I've heard and what I've seen, I do think we are at that, the point now where this team will be sold. And, and here's a key thing. For, the te- for, for, this, for Daniel Snyder to have come out after this, after this report leaked, and, the, and to confirm that Bank of America, they have been engaged to, to look for potential, however the phrasing was about, um, you know, potential transactions, however it was phrased. You see, 
if you confirm that you are getting, you are raising the hope and the expectation level of this beaten down fan base, this fan base, which once used to line up for season tickets to the point where they did have truly a season waiting list for tickets, this fan base, that every year they believe that Joe Jackson Gibbs was going to lead them to the Super Bowl. This fan base that is so disillusioned and broken now that, that, they, that they, are, they have been waiting for a moment where they could have hope again. For the team to have confirmed this, that they, that they have engaged Bank of America, and if, if it does not result in, a, in an outcome which this team has been sold, Whatever you have left of the fan base, and it's not much, not much compared to what it used to be, will go away. Because they'll be like, you got our hopes up, and then you did this to us again. So I, I do believe that this has to culminate with this franchise changing hands. Wow. Great stuff, Jason. Appreciate it. That's awesome. Exactly what we're hoping to hear. Thanks for the time. Anytime, guys. And not just hoping to hear that they were going to sell the franchise, but all of the insight you get right there from Jason Taking you inside there. Love that. I'd be curious to know who Jason thinks might be on the short list of potential buyers for the Washington Commanders. Because i got to imagine, at its best, it's one of the flagship franchises of the National Football League. It's an incredibly valuable property for the NFL. There's not going to be any shortage of people interested. No, definitely not. But this is going to be somebody that the NFL has to handpick because they can't get this one wrong. Not with this fan base. No. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. So when will his reign in the NFL stop? When will NBA teams stop putting up with Kyrie Irving? When will it stop? Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Even more on the commanders, and you had heard little things about this being possible. U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Virginia, and Chris, I think you were talking about this earlier, has opened a criminal investigation, a criminal investigation into allegations that the commanders engaged in financial improprieties. What we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I was talking about the U.S., uh, I mean, the attorneys general for Washington, D.C. and for the state of Virginia. So this is now the Eastern District of Virginia. That is the federal government. That's yeah. a little bit different. That's the U.S. attorney's office. Yeah, that's a little bit yep. different, Carlin. That takes it to another level. Yes, when the feds come federal. Knocking, when the feds come federal. knocking at your door, I'm just saying, <laughs> they, don't, they don't come knock at your door. Unless they know, Carlin. No, unless they have it. That's what I'm saying. They don't <laughs> knock at your door unless they already got you, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I can understand why Dan Snyder is open to selling the team now. 
a far cry from the statement that they released several weeks ago that says that they're not going to sell the team. So remember that? Yeah. This is two sources familiar with the matter. Confirm that to ESPN today. The sources said prosecutors are focused on several areas and that the inquiry was triggered by a letter the House Committee on Oversight and Reform sent to the Federal Trade Commission and several attorneys general in April that alleged deceptive business practices. Attorneys general in Virginia and Washington, D.C. are also investigating those uh, allegations of financial impropriety. Uh, Team spokeswoman Jean Medina did not immediately comment but provided a statement from attorney John Brownlee of Holland and Knight, who represents the commanders. Ready for this? Mm. It is not surprising that ESPN is publishing more falsehoods based solely on anonymous sources given today's announcement. We are confident that after these agencies have had a chance to review the documents and complete their work, that they will come to the same conclusion as the team's internal review, that these allegations are simply untrue. Yeah. The federal government is not going to get involved in allegations that are simply untrue. No. They, they're not no. going to do that, Carlin. No, they're not. That's, no, so they're not. I don't understand why the organization continues to... Let me, let, me, let me check that. I do understand why they continue to be tone deaf, because they continue to be run by Daniel Snyder, who is obsessed with people's perception of him. But the horse is out of the barn. We know what you are. We know what you're not. And what you are not is an owner that's good for business with the NFL. And when the federal government starts sniffing around because of financial impropriety, yeah, just like the mafia, when the other bosses get together because the government is sniffing around due to nonsense that you've caused, that's when it becomes bad for business with everybody, Carlin. And that's why this decision to hire Bank of America I guess it's not as surprising now that we've gotten this news today. No, of course, and we're at a point here where I think we've gone beyond the point of no return for Dan Snyder. Yes. I don't think this is just about selling the team anymore. I think this is, you're screwed. That's what I think. Because when you, as you said, with the feds, the feds are involved. If they knock on your door, they've already got you. Yeah. They don't show up on just investigations or no 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 they keep all that to themselves they do the work and then they show up so if i'm dan snyder at this point a best case scenario is selling the team and paying a hefty fine probably yes that's a best case scenario a worst case scenario you might have the money but i don't know how much you can spend from jail (laughs) you know again purely speculative on my point sure but Feds don't screw around. They, they but don't this, screw but around. this is a this is a bad look for the National Football League, though. Chris, and he's I don't gonna know be how gone. Roger Goodell manages this while this he doesn't. is ongoing. He doesn't. Well, he has to though. That's a part of his job. Well, while it's ongoing, because right now league, one of his bosses well, is still Daniel Snyder. Right, but the league is just going to continue to decline comment on it as they did today. Uh-huh. But I, they are just going to continue to work towards shoving him out. That's and, what's and, going and, on and right now with them denying uh, denying comment. That, that's a statement in and of itself, right? Of course. We're, we're not going to talk about this. It's actually a statement in and of itself. We're, we're not supporting Daniel Snyder anymore. And I think that's what we saw a couple of weeks ago with Jim Ursay coming out of that owner's meeting and letting it be known that he felt like there was enough there to consider removing Dan Snyder as an owner. Chris, this is how it goes, though, too, mm. where it's 
one, when, when they want you to get out, and I'm not saying the league here specifically, but when major organizations who are incredibly powerful are trying to apply pressure, it's one thing after another, after another, after another. They're just going to keep knocking them down until he decides to exactly. throw the towel. Exactly. And I'm sure that's part of it with the federal government, too. And that I'm way, sure it's, hey, here's and that what way we got. the other owners don't have to... They, don't, they save him the embarrassment of voting him out, right. so to speak. And, and for anything that... Let, let's just... If other owners were at all concerned that Dan Snyder had something on them, as we saw a few weeks ago, was... You know, indicated. Yeah, we're like, gonna we're gonna wave your freedom over you. Yes, How about that? Exactly. The, the federal government is now investigating you. Anything that he could possibly throw at them right now will not even it won't be stick. A, it won't even it won't be stick. a bug on the windshield because everybody will assume that he's just setting off these fires to take the attention off of him. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Well, that got ugly, as Ron Burgundy would say. That escalated quickly on Lance McCullers last night. Oh, yeah. As the Phillies just absolutely launched home run after home run. I'm stunned he was in there to give up five home runs. I I was surprised that Dusty left him in long enough to do that. And I have to tell you, listen. Whether it's tipping, as Todd Frazier pointed out this morning on Get Up, or just knowing what the speed was based on his tendencies and how he was going to pitch them and how he was going to pitch lefties. He's apparently thrown one fastball to a lefty in like three months or something ridiculous like that. Mm -hmm. Chris, I mean, he had no shot last night in trying to get the Phillies out in big situations. And before you blink... It was seven or nothing in the game. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, when he gives up the five home runs in the five innings, if you're Dusty Baker, you just leave him out there, right? <laughs> because you don't want to burn your bullpen and chase after a game that you probably have very little chance of being able to win. But that being said, we saw the Phils come back after going down. Well, this to a is similar my point. Deficit in game one, I think it's harder to do that in World Series games. But I understand to a degree why he did it. Um, Having said all that, it is amazing that you can be in that situation that, that Lance McCullers could get to the World Series and you see him tipping his pitches. I mean, that yeah. does not happen. The last time I can think of that happening was Andy Pettit in Game 6 of 2001 yeah. between the Yankees and the Diamondbacks, but um, and we didn't find out about that until a couple of years later. Yeah, but you would think with the high-speed cameras and everything else that guys use as training tools that that would be something that Lance McCullers Jr. is aware of. What I what I do love is, is the taste of uh, justice and irony in it in that 
the Phillies were doing something that is well within the rules of baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Figuring out what pitch he was going to throw based solely upon how he was positioning his glove. Yeah. I thought that's great. Yeah. And, and they're doing it against the Astros. Yeah, that's who, what I mean. Who, I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They've been notorious for using whatever means mm-hmm. to be able to figure out what kind of pitch is coming at him next. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I guess fate is not without a twist of irony. But in all of this, man, it just – I can't help but feel like the Phillies are that team of destiny this year. Coming into the season, they struggled early on. They clipped Girardi after going into the month of June being below 500, and it's been a magic carpet ride ever since. Chris, I went down there before they fired him to a game on a Sunday afternoon in May against the Dodgers, and they just looked dead. Yeah. It was right before they fired Girardi. But, Carlin, think it about like it. looked like they were headed think nowhere. Think about it. Through the first two months of the season – of all the teams in the NL East, did you have the Phillies on the bingo card no. going to the World Series? Dear God, I mean, no. the Braves, the Mets, but not the Phillies. You didn't have the Phillies making the playoffs. Occasionally, we like to throw little types of uh, segments that are fast-paced games toward you just to get to a lot of things and break them down. And honestly, we have, start, we have really uh, stopped being creative in what we're going to call these things. So this one we're calling... When will it stop? <laughs> and we're calling it that because you have so many franchises or situations that people have been saying for years and years and years, when will it stop? So Evan Wilner is here to host When Will It Stop? We, in fact, don't even have any production for it. That is how little effort we have put into this. Evan, go. The Jets quarterback carousel. When will it stop? Boy, I wanted to say with Zach Wilson. Mm. I still want to say with Zach Wilson. Mm. I can't say with Zach Wilson. No? I can't. Okay. You you really got me thinking more and more about the Garoppolo thing. The Garoppolo thing for next year, because the Jets are built for now, I feel like that's the best opportunity for it to stop. Okay. What do you got? Uh, yeah, it's not going to stop with Zach Wilson. He's not your guy. And he threw three interceptions in Sunday's game that I think, Carlin, are the worst three interceptions that a single quarterback has thrown the entire year. Wow. Yeah, that that's how I feel about it. But what, what struck me even more so was how nonchalant he was in the post-game press conference in explaining why he made those decisions. This is a guy that said, mm. I got out of the pocket – and I got tired of seeing nobody open downfield, and so I tried to force things. And then his head coach has to come out and say, you know, it's not bad thing to be bored. You know, you got 52 other guys in the locker room backing you up, and they're pretty good at football. Yeah, the Jets have a good team, but unfortunately their quarterback is not good at football. And I think the attitude, coupled with the mistakes that we've seen in the first two years, is enough for the Jets to pivot in a different direction. Like he was out there playing Madden. Yeah. Next. Yeah, you hurt me with that one, Canty, so I'm going to hurt you with this one. The mm. mediocrity of the Lakers, Canty. When will it stop? Wow. I think you're bleeding over there. You just got tagged. <laughs> It'll stop when they tear it all down. It'll stop when they trade AD. It'll stop when Russell Westbrook is gone. The only problem with that is I don't think that they're going to move off of Anthony Davis as long as LeBron James is in a Laker uniform. They're going to continue to chase after the promise that AD showed when he was with the Pelicans and what he did in the bubble. But to that, Carlin, I will say Anthony Davis had, what, four months off between Mm -hmm. when the regular season paused for COVID Mm -hmm. and going down to the bubble. So anything that might have been bothering him in the regular season had the chance to heal up.
I don't think Anthony Davis is going to be one of those big men that can stay healthy. And as a result, you're probably talking about him missing, you know, uh, significant portions of the season. I want to say of the of the games that he's been eligible to play in since the bubble, Anthony Davis has missed two thirds of them. Mm-hmm. That that's how much he's been out, and so I don't have a ton of confidence in what this team is going to be able to accomplish. So the misery in La La Land with the purple and gold ain't going to stop as long as Anthony Davis is in a Laker uniform. It's nice to get a couple of months off before summer camp. It's pretty good. And, uh, you know. Look, they got a championship out of it. The banner still counts. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure. Uh, having wow. said that, I I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I can't, if I'm them, even now, I can't even, I can't even stomach trading Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving with what he just, did and what he's been oh, doing. Oh, this season is lost. Yeah. It ain't about this year. I, I, I think not until after they have moved on from LeBron, frankly, in a couple of years. I think it I think it truly is 2026, 27, oh, 28. Oh, my God. Next. NBA teams putting up with, you said it, Carlin, Kyrie Irving. When will it stop, Carlin? I think relatively soon. I, I think the Nets are going to. Stop putting up with him soon. Look, there's no getting around the talent. And I'm sure that somebody will give him a look. But if this thing doesn't go away like Kyrie is hoping that it will, it's going to spiral a little bit, and it's going to become a much bigger deal. And it's going to take a while. So I do think that we are sooner rather than later with the Nets, at least. With the league, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I don't think the league is going to give up on Kyrie Irving. There's always somebody desperate to be relevant, and Kyrie, at his best, is a top 10 to 12 player in this league. So somebody will take a chance on the talent. Um, they'll be sorely disappointed with all of the antics that Kyrie has, including not showing up for work and propagating offensive materials on social media. But somebody will put up with it because he's an immensely talented player. So – I don't think the league is done with them yet, but it's starting to feel more and more like the Nets are. Next. The Snyders owning the Commanders. When will it stop, Canty? Uh, I think it's going to stop this year. I think this will be the last year that Daniel and Tanya Snyder are part of the National Football League, and the league is going to be all the better for it. With all the investigations that are going on, uh, with all the little drama that's been happening, and the dysfunction, quite frankly, that we've seen from the franchise on the field, it's time. It's time. And, and I think that the NFL is done trying to support Daniel Snyder, even though you have one of the most prominent owners in Jerry Jones that seemingly had his back at every turn. I think that's over with because Daniel Snyder is messing with the business of the NFL, especially how they conduct business in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm going to predict that the team will be sold by March or April and it'll be over with completely by then. Listen, I'm encouraged by all the signs that I'm seeing. Again, you want to tell me somebody's dead? Show me the body. I'll believe Daniel Snyder's gone when he's gone. That's all. Next. The Packers not making a move at the deadline. When will that stop, Chris Carlin? (laughs) It won't. It won't because they didn't, and it's a mistake that they didn't do it. Yeah, it won't stop either. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers is not going to win another championship. Oh, well. He's not going to get to another championship. Yeah. Listen, he has nobody to blame but himself, but he will try to find plenty of people to blame besides himself. At the very least, he'll feel good every other Friday. 
Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus.